Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! We're sitting here Saturday morning, early morning, for a new uh, episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Pod. Uh, Rune Thompson, uh, have you waking up? Are you ready for a full uh, full episode today? Of course, I'm ready, very ready. And I have to apologize because last week I got some comments saying that my voice seemed a little bit tired, but it was also tough last week because I was came, coming from South America and I had a bit of jet lag, haven't slept so much. But this time, even it's early, I have been, yeah. <laughs> Really, and I hope my my voice will be feeling more normal. Yes, well, really, I, I didn't know that. Actually, I also got some comments that my voice sounded sounded sick. Uh, okay, which maybe it was, but it was also because it was so early. So uh, okay, that 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 was fun. You also got some comments about it. Uh, that's good. Our listeners are uh, on their toes. Uh, we like that. And uh, this week we have a guest on uh, in the uh, second part of the episode uh, Malena Helge will join us for for a chat which is super fun and, and talk uh, with us about her experience from Australia and from uh, elite Syrian and her upcoming year of course uh, but first we have some results to to go through and uh, talk about here uh, and um, Rune where do you want to start this uh, this wrap up should we start with uh... yeah we should start with a former guest of the podcast and uh, yeah a guy that we mentioned many times that started the year out very strong it's patrick nicolas salminin that is in the final in oas in portugal challenger doubles 75 mm. uh, so very good start for him and his dutch uh, partner bart stevens and they will think i think they will play a lot together this year um because they have yeah made agreement for for at least the first half of the year. And uh, yeah, started out very well and beat it. Uh, yeah, speak good pairs. And now in the final against the Holland, uh, the Dutch pair, Andres and Pell. So it will be very exciting uh, to see if uh, if Bart and um, Patrick can close that one in. So very good start. It, it must always be so nice for both singles and doubles players, obviously, but to start the year with, with the final or maybe a title as well. Uh, and get some some confidence and feel that you it's it's rough to have a tough start i think obviously and with with a couple of losses so so a title here would be great for patrick i, I must imagine uh so yeah n- nice there nice there uh, very, very good very good uh we could uh, yeah do do we have uh, do you have more men's you want to mention or we go over to the girls i have written up here there is not not more from the from the men's you can see this time. You can say that Mikael Uma went from the quali to the quarterfinals in Adelaide warm-up for um for um for Australian Open and Hardy Hardy Bala went semi-final in Adelaide where they gave walkover in the semi-final. I don't know why, but yeah. All right. We'll check up on that. Yeah, and uh, Mikkel Imer was, uh, I can just shortly mention it, was guest on a Swedish talk show yesterday evening. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, maybe some of the listeners have done that. Uh, I will try to watch it this uh, this weekend. Rune, I must ask you, have you seen the new Netflix documentary yet about tennis? No, no, I, but I talked about uh, with someone that, that's always the other day, so uh, I am aware of it, but you know I'm not so much into that kind of stuff. So maybe you will not uh, watch it at all. 
probably not all episode from from start to begin eller start to end. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Kaiser Ronaldo person. Yes. Uh, in Great Britain, she's playing the semi final uh, today. Uh, yes. In a 25k there, and uh, yes. it's impressive, I think, with this start of the season for for Kaisa. Both that she she it's so much so fun to see her compete this early on in the season, and uh, I mean a semi final here is uh, great for her. I think she have eight straight wins now because she finished last season with with a title as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, impressive start. Now she's playing Celine Naff. Or how to pronounce it yes, from, uh, yes. from Switzerland, and, and she lost to her earlier uh, last year. Uh, last year, exactly. yeah, quite big. So, but maybe she can get uh, re- revenge. Have learned something from that match. Very good. Hopefully, uh, but but regardless, a, a great week for her, I think, and uh, her wins uh, so far has been uh, quite quite big as well. So uh, great for for Kaisa, and she will. Uh, yeah, she will make a, a little jump on the ranking after this as well, uh, I guess. And yes. we also have semi-final for uh, our uh, other Swedish player, uh, Fanny Östlund, in uh, Martinique. Uh, Fanny that haven't competed for, I don't know how long time it is now. Uh, I should have looked that up. It was in May, May last year. In May last year, yeah. So uh, she have uh, her whole ranking to defend the first couple of months here of the year. But uh, semi-final in Martinique. Uh, probably and final in double, final in double, and probably a quite, yeah, quite smart uh shoes to go to uh, Martinique uh to to start her, to start uh competing again. Um, so yeah, funny and uh Rinaldo on on fire this week. Yes, uh, and then uh, Kaiser Hinnemann in semi final in Naples doubles in clay in Florida, USA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But but a uh, tough uh, tough loss in the singles. Uh, quite quite may- maybe a bigger score than uh, we could have uh, guessed before. Uh, but uh, yeah, semi final in doubles and uh, and I guess she will play next week as well, uh, right? Of course, of course. And we also have another semi final from uh, not Sweden but from Scandinavia, uh, Kulikova. Yes. Was yes. in the semi final in Thailand, but she gave walk over uh, this yes. morning. I don't know why, uh, but uh, yeah, which was maybe a bit uh, bit sad because she would have had great chances to get this title. But uh, that that's how it is when you compete in Asia. Something some things can happen. <laughs> I guess of course. Uh, that that that's how it is. Uh, so that was some of the. Um, our senior players, uh, the the ladies, and um, yeah, so we will follow them up uh, next week as well. But maybe, maybe, maybe two Swedish titles. What do you think? Will we get that? Uh, I I I I will be very surprised to see um, Kaiser Ronaldo winning in in UK, but Östlund uh, can win in Montenegro, I think, so we'll and see. she can also win the doubles. So that it can be do double double. Two titles, yeah, but doubles from same player. Doubles fifteen k is, uh, yeah, it's worth mentioning, but it's not worth more than that in my eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, otherwise, we have a couple of juniors that has been doing good uh, as well. Uh, in uh, yeah, let's let's start in uh, Malmo. We have a full Danish final on the girl side. Uh, Rune, are you uh, proud of that? 
I'm a little bit surprised, actually, not about Safina that has been dominating. And I think Safina, if I can come with a little bit of advice here throughout the, our podcast, I think if she did a more structured tournament plan and maybe got a little bit more help from yeah, uh, coaches that can guide her, I think she can make a junior slams this year. Quality. Okay, so, so that means yeah. so that means you don't think she have the right guidance from her. No, team. no, of course she has the right guidance. Otherwise, she would not be winning and be in the final in a great four. But I can just see that she's playing, yeah, uh, just uh, convenient, not convenient places, inconvenient of the level, but convenient to get to. And I think that she needs to push harder for the point. I think she should not be playing great four, for example, now uh, in her last year, and she's three hundred. If she has any. Any goals for reaching higher? She should have played in Bratislava, great too, for sure, instead of Manmu. But yeah, that's how it is. That's how. But it is. very good, very good from Laura, and uh, I think that um, it's actually interesting to see that uh, Laura has been doing quite well um, for the last couple. She's uh, traveling a lot, and she's been doing quite well. Also made a semi-final in a Grade Three for the first time in the end of last year. So I think she's slowly uh, building up whether it's enough to to make it a really impact on the on the junior uh, level. Uh, it's tough to say 400 as as second uh, last year of juniors. Yeah, you can make it, but it requires a, a big push. Yeah, uh, but she have done. She she beat uh, our Swedish player Lea Nilsson in the quarterfinals and Tilda Hesslerud in uh, yes in the semifinals. So so two. Two uh, decent wins there. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tilda won a great three in, in France in the end of the year. So, of course, everything is possible. Uh, yeah. You and, just and have to believe it in it and, and uh, yeah, uh, be able to cover the cost. Then you can do it. And they, Laura and uh, Serafina, they played uh, each other last uh, last year uh, in... Uh, in Aarhus, uh, and then uh, Serafina won six love seven six. So uh, can yeah. we get it? Yeah, yeah. and she's also favorite. She's, she's also favorite. favorite. Okay, yeah, today, today, sorry. Yes, okay. and then the women's uh, the girls doubles. We have also almost full Scandinavian. We have Swedish on one side, Jörg and Hislerud, and on the other side, Jensen, Zoe. So um, it'll be interesting to see who takes them. The yep. title and the semi-final also was full Swedish and full Danish uh, on the on the third third place you can say. Yeah, and uh, on the boys side we have a full Swedish final. Uh, William Rachtman wins against uh, Rafi Imer, uh, the third Imer brother uh, that hasn't been uh, playing that much the last the last uh, recently due to injuries. So so he's back and uh, yeah I think it's it's a success for him to to reach the final here. Uh, so Reichman against me, uh, Rafi Imer in in the single final, and in the uh, doubles we actually only have one Danish player um playing there, Christopher Garde, uh, no no else uh, from from Scandinavia there. So yeah, interesting uh, finals in, in in singles for on both sides I think uh, with Scandinavian eyes. Yes, and more junior results, uh, Linus, because we are up again running. The calendar is back, and uh, yeah, people want to travel and people want to compete, so that's good. We have uh, good. in Costa Rica, uh, Cornelius Schalmin, last year of junior from Denmark, made semi final in grade four and final in doubles with Swedish Tom Noltrop. And Perfect. we have in Bratislava, Max Dalit, semi final in doubles 
and then we have uh, still going on in progress. Rebecca Monk Mortensen in third round in Taralgon warm up for Australian Open Junior. Perfect. Uh, how how what's your view of the uh, our our boys results in Taralgon? Uh, this uh, upcoming this uh, pre-tournament for Australian. Yeah, I mean they are still in doubles, so we cannot evaluate fully yet. So we but have we to wait maybe to next week to to put a a stamble on it. Okay, so you need to uh, choose your words here, maybe or no? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. But there's also um, the good thing to to go because it's a very long trip, of course, from Europe to go to Toralcon. And um, and also you have only have two tournaments there. You have Trialcon and you have Australian Open. But the good thing in Trialcon is everybody's coming from the preseason or whatever they did. And uh, there's a big consolation um, tournament going on. So even if you lose first round in, in, in singles, then you have plenty of matches going on all week on. So it's actually not so bad to go there. But we have to see the results for the consolation also to see if uh, if our Scandinavian players has uh, yeah prepared well for the Australian Open. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh yeah, consolation tournaments are 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 good. Uh, do you think there should be more consolation tournaments on the junior sites? No, no, of course not, because it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's only for 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 people that have already lost. There's uh, so there's no no need for that. But I think this is 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 good because it's the, as I said to you, they travel so far, they use so much money, and maybe they come only for one match, and uh, they have to prepare for the Australian Open. Come from a new season, so of course in this tournament there should be, but in general there should not be. Of course, no, no. <laughs> okay, but isn't it junior? It's it's also an educational tour, sort of. Uh, so isn't it good with matches, even if you're not traveling so far as to Australia? Uh, I mean, yeah, because it's different from the from the senior side. I mean, th- there it's for a living, it's for for the points. On the junior side, it's still a little bit to grow your experience or yes yes but you also have to to learn to lose matches and you have to yeah be able to adapt to that and and know that you can go to a place where you only get one match so i think it's yeah yeah it's a combination but here in Terelcon, i'm i'm very yeah positive about the the round robin and the the uh, consolation but i think if we had it in in grade four and grade five in three or two in 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 many other places it will be too many matches and it will be too much for for the for the tournament organizers to to handle but in trial they have maybe 25 courts and it's a big area and there's nothing there except tennis venue so it's why not play tennis okay <laughs> yeah i see why not play tennis uh rune you 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 know most of the stuff from the tour uh our friend uh, Dragos Madaras is in Antalya, but have only played one match. Do you know if it's raining or? It's raining, raining a lot, and I think they're gonna cut down the the sits, and they're gonna cut down the maybe also the third set will be match side break. So, and I think doubles is out for sure. But we will see. Maybe they can play two rounds uh, this uh, today. But yeah, we will see. During some of the seasons, Antalya is struggling with the the weather. Uh, yeah. I have experienced yes, a lot, a lot in in January and December. Yeah, so it's uh, it's always a little risk to go there this uh, this month, I guess. Very very risky, and then they play with maybe the worst professional t- uh, professional ball there you can have, hit pro, and it's nothing against hit because they do a, a good job with many other products, but this product should not be used for professional tennis, I think. 
Oh, okay. Uh, head pro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. May maybe there are worse balls out there, but uh, I get your point. Uh, yeah, yeah, but there are worse balls, but they are not used in in competitive tournaments. I think then they are used for yeah for practice or for kids or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um. We also had another question we, we don't know the answer for, uh, but uh, uh, we, we discussed that maybe uh, when you're a very good younger player, uh, for example, Rebecca Malmström is playing in Bolton, maybe, maybe why she didn't play in Malmö on Swedish soil, but we can try to find it out until next Yeah, week. that would have been a logical um, choice unless it's too much for her to play three weeks in a in a in a row, play Malmö, play Bolton, and then play Tops, uh, the big one. Maybe she only wants two weeks, and uh, she wants to do very well there because I guess for a fourteen-year-old uh, top Swedish girl, it's the highlight of the year to perform in these two tournaments. So we'll see, but it would have been logical to to play Malmö as well. I would say. Yeah, it would have been a great. Uh... Great preparation for for the fourteen tour under fourteen tournaments. Um, but um, as you said, may, maybe if she won a couple of rounds in Malmö, it could have been too too much matches on in a short period of time. Uh, for, for her body, maybe I don't know. Uh, Rune, um, we have the biggest tournament of them all coming up, main draw as well. Um, I mu must give you some credit for last week's uh, guess in the qualification. You were uh. Yeah, you were spot on, uh, sort of, for our Scandinavian players. Uh, so have you got a lot of texts, a lot of uh, positive comments this week uh, on, on your phone? Uh, uh, not so much, and it doesn't really, really bother me so much. So it's okay. But uh, yeah, I'm happy that I can be right with something some from time to time. That's good. <laughs> from time to time. But uh, overall, we, we were... If I say we uh, from Scandinavia, we're struggling a little bit in the in the quali. Uh, I mean, for for Rebecca, it must have been a quite tough loss. Uh, even if you if you could see it happen, uh, I guess she weren't happy with that. And Miriam lost second round in the qualification, for example. Uh, so it it was it, it was overall a little tough for for our. Uh, for our players, yeah, uh, but it is tough at le the level. Of course, everybody can play, and when you are inside, yeah, two hundred or two fifty, as it is for quality, yeah, you cannot uh, be sure that you go through and have to win three matches. is is not easy. So yeah, I I mean I'm not surprised that none of our Scandinavian players from quality made it to the main draw. But uh, yeah, yeah, they can go on. There's other tournaments they can play. Yeah, next week, and uh, hopefully they will do better there. Yeah. Uh, Eli, Eli, we can just mention Elias Jimmer lost second round uh, as well, and uh, who was the third, fourth one? Otto, Otto Vietnam. and he lost in the uh, first round. So yeah, uh, but we have uh, two players in the main draw, right? Uh, four, four. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, we start with the best ones, Casper Rud. Uh, is yes. obviously playing uh, against Thomas Makak from Czech. First yeah. round, second seed. Interesting match. Uh, are, in, are you okay? You think it can be a tough one? No, 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 no. But Makak is good, so of course it can be interesting. Uh, it's first round, and Casper came from from United Cup with the not yeah with a limited uh, success, and then he lost to Las Rodriguez in first round in <clears throat> in Auckland. So yeah. Not the best start for him, but um, let's see how it goes with against uh, Makak. Um, 
yeah uh, but but i think for for the best players it, it's tough to tell how they are doing before the the slam become because obviously they they have tried to to prepare for the slam uh, physically and and stuff so so yeah for for the the top players i i think uh, we should not uh, turn them down uh, beforehand uh, in my no opinion. no but you have to they are human like you and i and everybody else and they haven't played for some time. Everything is about confidence in tennis. And um, if you start doubting, it's it's very difficult. And that's whether you are Djokovic or you are Rune Thompson. It's the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, Holger Rune uh, is uh, coming up against Filip Krajinovic uh, in the first round. Uh, the Serbian guy. Uh, and your, yeah. your take there? Yeah, I think uh, Holger has a good chance. It would be very surprised for me if he... If he doesn't uh, close this one in either three or four sets against Philip, uh, but again, we have to remember Holger doesn't have the best stats from Australia and also he lost first round in the warm-up tournament in Adelaide. So he's not winning so many matches on, on, on Australian soil. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, Mikkel Limer uh, is playing Nishioka, the Japanese yes. guy. Uh, quite interesting matchup. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they haven't played before, so we will see there. And uh, what do you think for for Mikkel I, I think Nishioka is uh, is slightly favorite. He also made his semifinals in the first week of Adelaide, where he beat it. Some of them was Holger Rune. So uh, yeah, not the best draw for Mikael, but also Mikael did a good good run. Uh, uh, in last week so yeah it will be be very close uh very yeah very close and uh the fourth one we have Rusovori uh, our Finnish friend uh and Rusovori is uh, playing against uh help Max Pussel okay from Australia and uh, yeah Max is actually coached by one of my Good friends, Dane Killing. So it will be interesting. I hope, uh, yeah, it will be a good match. Of course, Emil is his big favorite. Um, he lost to Uma last week, and he lost to Bunsi in the first week of Pune. And he's been struggling a little bit in with the with the back. I know, uh, also in the preseason. Um, so um, yeah, let's see if he can get the first win of the year um, against uh, qualifier uh, Pussel. But um, yeah, it, it, um, did did you say your good friend Darren Cahill? No. no, Dane Killy. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I had some cu- a couple of uh, questions for you there. If it was your good friend Darren Cahill, uh, but okay, <laughs> uh, I I just heard wrong. Uh, all right, so we have those those four players in the main draw, and on the uh, women's side, unfortunately, no Scandinavian representation in the uh, singles. Um, nope. I don't know in the double. Yeah, Ulrike Akeri probably in the doubles, right? <laughs> Uh, otherwise none there. Um, Rune, that was the results from this week, right? Uh, should we uh, give you the chance to to mention some players to uh, keep an eye on in the uh, main draw of Australia this week, except for our Scandinavian players? Who would you like to uh, bring up here? I would like to bring up the young Chinese phenomenon, Chang. From yeah, from China. Um, he's yeah, still junior, only seventeen, uh, two thousand and five, uh, and he made it through quali where he did an impressive win over yeah, some um, some good players, and I think that uh, he will be uh, 
yeah, guy to watch for this year. He could uh, easily be closing in on top 100 very, very soon. Then there is um, the college uh, phantom, Ben Shelton, that has been winning everything on American soil and now also got his first uh, win ever outside uh, outside uh, uh, outside US uh, maybe of course he will not have any chance to to win uh, but he's interesting to follow and then there is uh, a first time also from Ukraine Alexei Krutuk that played his first slam and made it through qualifying to main draw now playing Diego Schwarzman and it's yeah it's it's very good for Ukraine tennis because uh, with the war going on I think it's yeah very positive to see Ukrainian players still competing and doing well of course. Perfect. There we got three names. I uh, love that. Um, and uh, it's interesting with uh, with Ben Shelton there. I know it's, he's quite hyped from the guys that follow uh, college tennis closely. Uh, a big... Uh, yeah, big yeah. he has good level, of course, but... The twenty-five wild cards in your bag, uh, not so easy to play when you have pressure and uh, yeah, when you're not with your friends and family on the other side of the world. Yeah. Uh, okay, we 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 will see how 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 that goes, and maybe we will uh, talk more about college tennis in one of the upcoming episodes uh, when yes, the season sure. is uh, coming up there. Uh, maybe we should also mention some from the from the women's uh, draw that we should uh, look for. If you want right. to hear that, I would love to hear that. Tell me. Yes, the first one I I have to mention is actually it's maybe it's not so interesting because I don't know how how well she will do, but it's quite interesting to to tell the story. Uh, she's from Australia. Her name is Olivia Gadegi, and she's very talented. Um, she is already top top two hundred uh, and uh, born two thousand two. But she was very very much against this um, COVID uh, vaccination. So all year last year, where she was guaranteed wildcard for um, for all four slams because she's Australian citizen and, and they can trade. Yeah. So she turned down all these wild card, which all of them has a, a collected or a, a amount of yeah over uh, one hundred thousand US dollars in total, of course much more. So it's it's pretty crazy that you do that for yourself. So you have to be very strong with your principle. But now this year, when they haven't had this um, rule that you have to be vaccinated, she can finally receive the wild card, and now she's playing in the main draw. So that's a wow. pretty interesting uh, story, at least. That's for, that's for very me. strong to your principles. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could be tough to have her as a girlfriend, but okay. In this situation, I can respect it. Uh, all right, that that's cool. So she's the one to keep an eye on. You have more? Yeah. Then we have the how can we say the Russian Kasai. Either two thousand and four, and she was top junior last year. She's already almost inside top hundred. She is in inside top hundred now because she made it through quality and now to the to the main draw. Uh, she actually. Even that she's top junior, she has signed with the college NC State, so she's going to to college. Even that she's playing me. That, that's a good. So that's also a bit of an interesting story. That's a good recruit for for the school. Uh, wow. Very good. But but uh, good. okay okay, but she can't finish all the years in college if she has having this level. Of course, no, 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 no. Of course not. I mean, it's it would be a little bit weird to be top hundred and then go go to college because then 
I mean, yeah, of course, education is very important, but uh, she can always finish that after the after the the the, the playing career. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the third one, you said three boys. Yeah, I think the, the next one we have to to look at is uh, yeah, how can you say the biggest roller coaster uh, in career terms of uh, women's tennis for the last two or two or three years? It's Emma Raducanu from Great Britain. I mean, she won the. US Open back in twenty uh, one and uh, came from the quali and then afterwards it's been like up and down and uh, now she settled at at seventy five in the world which might be a little bit low for her level but also there has been many uh, many obstacles outside the court with the coach changes as we talked about and it's going to be interesting to see how she will attack the twenty twenty three season and if it's if her potential is to more than. Uh, than than 75 and she can find focus again and find uh, consistency and and structure <clears throat> yeah exactly uh, yeah but because i mean after her win in us open she she have done a few decent results as well so it's not only bad uh, some sometimes i i feel the discussion is like it's been so horrible but i mean compared to her level before it's it's still 75 in the world is not bad uh so so i I, th- I still think uh, she have time to to find her way uh, up again uh, so but yeah very interesting name of course of course and then of course even that i only have to mention three we have to mention the the siblings uh, Tuvara that has yeah. qualified uh, one of them the youngest one only 15 years old and the oldest linda was in in main draw already so that's pretty amazing to have yeah two teen sisters in the main draw of a slam i think we haven't had that since uh, maybe williams uh, yeah uh, did it 20 it's 20 insane. years ago yeah it's it's uh, that's fascinating that's fascinating uh, rune i think it's time to to bring on malena here uh, so um, we will um, we will put on a jingle and then uh, malena helge will join our conversation and uh, Everybody, uh, we will uh, follow this uh, the the Australian Open up next week uh, as well, obviously, and also the uh, our Scandinavian players that are playing their semi final today, Saturday. So uh, yeah, please welcome uh, Malene Helge. And now we're joined by Malene Helge. Uh, Malene, welcome to this podcast. Thank you very much. Malena, you you're right back for, to Norway from uh, your trip to Australia. How uh, how is the jet jet lag doing for you? <laughs> it's I've been sleeping, but I still feel uh, a little bit jet lagged. Yeah, it's, it was ten hours where I came from the last from Hobart, the tournament I played. So yeah, it's a few hours difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few hours difference. Yeah, for sure. H- have you been to? <laughs> have you played in Australia before? Uh, sorry for my. Oh, bad yeah, yeah, yeah. I played uh, once the uh, the Australian Open Junior. All right. In right. two thousand seventeen or something. Yeah. All right, and and now you were sort of back as a senior. Uh, play, uh, t- tell us a little yes. bit about, about the trip. Uh, you you played United Cup for for uh, in the beginning. Uh, how was that uh, that experience for you? Oh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a new concept. Everything. Um. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to play in a team with both men's and women's, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you have the Billie Jean King Cup and Davis Cup, but yeah, so it's, it's separated. So it was fun to be everybody, yeah, 
we all know each other as Norway is a really small <laughs> tennis country. So it was really fun. And obviously we were playing. I got some really good matches there. Uh, mm. best, the best, best matches that I, I ever had, like oh. the toughest opponents. So yeah, it was a really good experience. Uh, I never played on such a big court as well mm. uh, with a lot of people watching. So that was, I mean, I love it. I love to play <laughs> on the stage and with a big yeah. crowd and wow, I, I really, yeah, it really motivated me to, to get back there and yeah, yeah, improve and play bigger and bigger tournaments. So I it see. was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. How, how was it to play? Like you, you mentioned here, the, the big stage and, and more, more people watching. Is it a huge difference uh, from, from your perspective with, with feelings and uh, I don't know, uh, emotions and stuff. How do you manage? Yeah. That? Of course, it was a big difference. I mean, of course, I was more nervous than than normal because uh, we were playing. I was playing for the whole team, not only for my, mm. myself. Uh, first of all, and also like to yeah, just be thrown on such a big stage. Uh, I haven't, as I said, I never played on such a big stage before, and I never played against number fifteen in the world. Um, so it was like everything at once, mm. uh, many new aspects uh, to the whole situation. So I'm actually really, uh, yeah, happy in how I managed to handle everything and go out there and still play good tennis. Uh, I mean, obviously, especially the first match, uh, I was more, uh, I felt like that I was that nervous that it got a little bit uh, into my legs that I didn't move as well and also my arm got a little bit more tight than normal um, but still I really played uh, it was a lot of adrenaline of course as well which I think really helped so in the beginning of the match I, I was playing really good I mean I played against Haddad Maya and mm. up to three all uh, in the first set was yeah really good level uh, and then unfortunately I got broke into three four uh, and after that, she really stepped up her level as well. And I dropped a little, so the difference got a bit bigger. So I lost four and two, but yeah, it was still a really good first match. And uh, yeah, as I said, I'm happy how I managed to handle the nerves and, and still play some good tennis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, I can't yeah the second, the second match was, of course, then I've then I already been in that situation once which mm. I think helped. Um, and I saw that, yeah, I could play close matches and on a good day, probably even win it against those players. Um, mm. So, yeah, I would just went out with uh, a bit different feeling. Uh, still, of course, nervous, but um, but I managed to focus more on what I needed to do, like my, my tasks for the match. So... Um, I was actually up 5-2 in the first set and had two set points. Um, so it was sad that I that I lost that set. Uh, but I, I came back in the second set mm. and, and, and won 6-3, which was a really good set. Mm. Um, third set was, yeah, I was down 4-1 and then came back to 4-all. I had a break point there on 40-30, 4-all. So it was a bit crucial moment yeah. that I could have, yeah. So um, it was, uh, I think in the end, when I looked at the stats, it was uh, she 114 points. I was, I 113. 
So yeah. it says, I think, a lot that it was a really close match. And <laughs> I, yeah, could have won it, maybe one point, even if I would have taken the set point in the first set. So it was yeah. a really good experience overall. And I'm happy that I uh, proved to myself that I can beat those players. She was 27 in the world, Trevisan. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was a really, really good experience. Were you disappointed after that loss, or or were you quite happy that yeah. you managed to to yeah. put up a big fight, or how, how did you felt there? Mm, I was disappointed. You know, it was really really close, and I knew that yeah, it could have been going both ways. But I mm. guess uh, yeah, the whole maybe the whole situation for me was more more new, and she was more maybe confident and. Mm. that yeah at the that yeah important points uh, mm. so of course I was disappointed that I didn't win that match I mean I could have taken 40 points to win that match and uh, yeah of course some more money so it was also yeah a little bit tough to to swallow that it was maybe only one point that decided if I would have taken those 40 points which would have made me closer to my goal this year to make uh, Grand Slam Qualification. You have, you have time, Malena. You have time. Uh... Yeah, that's true. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I know uh, Rune said uh, uh, like last week in the episode that it's a, quite a big difference to play in a team tournament compared to an individual tournament. How, how did you how do you feel that difference uh, from from this experience and your experience from Billie Jean Cup, King Cup, for example? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big difference. Like most of the year, I. I've been traveling a lot, like all by myself without anybody supporting me or, or being there. So, you know, when you have a, a whole team and everybody, so many, yeah, supporting you uh, and giving you energy. And so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, of course, a big difference. Yeah. So you, you give, uh, you give Rune a right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. I really love to play in the team and uh, often it makes me play even better. Oh, so <laughs> yes that's good um <laughs> i also wonder malena from from this trip uh where where you were a team and you had coaches with you and so on uh did do you feel that you learned something from the other players uh, or, or coaches that were around uh during this trip because i mean obviously for example casper is, is one of the best in the world and uh, ricky is also in the doubles for example and do do you feel you can bring specific stuff with you uh, as an ex a learning experience? Yeah, I mean, of course, I was looking forward to like be more close to him and see what he's doing. Like, what are they doing so well that they're making such good results? Mm. Um, so I just see like the whole way that he's training, uh, the way that they're working. Like everything is. Um, well planned and um yeah just just the way he behaves and you know he's been on the, those big courts a lot so um mm. it's good to see like yeah how is he doing doing everything around mm. both on court and outside mm. i see i see uh but before we we switch subject a little bit uh rune do you have something something warm you would like to ask malena from her trip to no i just want to congratulate with the yeah with year and career high and uh, I think that she got an extra bonus of her trip to Australia by getting in in Hobart Quali 
I don't know how far you were out on the original list, but I can I guess it was a little bit of a chance for you to to go there because the cut dropped a little bit uh, throughout the, the withdrawal deadline. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was a few spots out when I decided to go there. So it was a bit uh, difficult to decide if I should go there and risk it or not. But um, I'm glad I went. <laughs> it was an opportunity. So I got in actually as the last one. So oh, okay. it's nice to have some luck sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good... Uh, it was good that I got another uh, match against the top 100 player, uh, get even more experience on the whole trip. So um, uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't able to play my best tennis in that match. Uh, I was playing better in the United Cup, but um, still it's, it's learning. You never, as my coach is saying, you never lose, or how is it? <laughs> you either win or you learn. That's what it says. <laughs> That's how it is. Uh, so, yeah. Very, very That's clever coach is. you have there. <laughs> yeah, think so. <laughs> uh, uh, who, um, who, who, who are in your team right now, Malene? Who is your coach or the people around you? So my main coach is uh, Ole Konrad Reier. Um, he's a bit older with a lot of experience uh, and. I, what I really like about him is that he really um, he really loves the game and he's such uh, so interested in learning new things and he's always been like that. So he has a lot of uh, knowledge and yeah experience. Mm. So uh, uh, we are working now and um, and then I I'm lucky to also work with uh, Marcel de Cruz, uh, the fitness coach of Casper as well. Um, when he has time, uh, of course, Casper is uh, first priority. And if he has time and he's home and I'm home, we are, we're working. Uh, and then I also have my mental coach, uh, who is one of the, I would say, one of the best mental coaches in Norway. Um, his uh, name is Erik Bertrand Larsen. Okay. Um, and um, he's really, yeah, he's really good. He's been teaching me a lot of, lot of good stuff and. It's really good to speak with. So, um, yeah, this is, it's not a big team, but this, these are like the key persons in my team. And then um, also, of course, the Federation uh, are helping me, uh, Frederik Löfven and Jürgen Westli in the team, uh, in, the, in the Federation. And also Eivind Sörval uh, is also helping me sometimes. Um, so yeah, there. I hope I didn't forget anybody. But <laughs> yeah, these are like the key people in my team. Yeah, of course my Maybe of course my family parents, and, and friends. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that now. My family and and, exactly. and boyfriend and friends are also very important uh, in the whole in the whole. Yeah. Don't don't forget the boyfriend. It could have been uh, problematic. Um, Malene, I also yeah like... yeah. <laughs> Uh, I need to ask you about Elitserien as well. Uh, with with Povlund from from the end of yeah. last year. Uh, how do you look back at the the Elitserien week uh, now with some perspective? Um, I mean, it was I was playing some really good matches just over there. Uh, it was fun to yeah play in the team. I always love that and and uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Everything was was well organized. It was professional with the 
especially the semifinal and the final. Uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's different from playing team matches in Norway. In Sweden, you're making much bigger event out of it. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, Berlin, uh, you have to know the reason why Linus is asking is because he might be part of the team for next year in Pobos Lund. So that's why. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, no, it, it was not, it was not <laughs> okay, the reason cool. I asked. But yeah. Uh, but okay. But let's, <laughs> let's go there, Mariana. Will, will, will you play next year? Do you, how do you rate your chances to, to play next year as well? <laughs> I guess it depends how how I do in the beginning of the year. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, yeah to play team matches. It's uh, you're sacrificing to play tournaments, uh, which can give you points. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's when I play team matches to get, of course, matches and and pra more practice, but also to yeah get some money to finance the whole the whole thing. So I guess it depends how how well I'm doing and. Uh, how much I've earned if if it's necessary to <laughs> to yeah play in some more money. <laughs> yeah. So ho and, hopefully not yeah. you're play hopefully you're not playing. So yeah. yeah, hopefully not. You can put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you were so, so you were so close uh, winning uh, everything. I mean oh, Pavilion yeah. was, was not obviously the favorite from the start, but but uh, at the end yeah. it was just <laughs> just a few points here and there. Uh yeah. where, where you where, how did you feel after that? Were you just happy that you did so well, or was it a little feeling that you could oh. on everything? Oh, I hate losing, so uh, I was really uh, I was not happy after that super tie break. They lost ten eight in the deciding super tie break in the final. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was yeah. It was just I was really disappointed that we didn't go all the way when we were so close, uh, yeah. but. But yeah, I when I look back at it, I mean, I was playing, I was doing well, and I won all the other matches. So it was, I was, uh, I'm a perfectionist. So it would have been even better for my head if I would have won the last super tie break as well. But you know, it's super tie break, and yeah. I mean, super tie breaks in single is a big bingo, and if you if it's doubles as well, it's double bingo. So it's <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I like gold better than silver. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, uh, Malene, what's uh, what's ahead for you now? What's your plans for the upcoming weeks? Um, so now I'm back home in Oslo. Uh, I'm gonna have my preseason now. Um, so I'm gonna be training for some weeks, and then yeah, I will start playing tournaments again. Uh, Probably starting in off in Europe as my last trip was pretty long to Australia. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's my plan. I'm gonna mix uh, mix a little bit with what turn the tournaments that I play uh, this year. They already they're also having forty forty thousand dollars tournaments, yeah. which is I think a really uh, a good uh, yeah um, idea from the ITF to have something in between twenty five and sixty. Um, mm. So. So yeah, I'm gonna be mixing with 25s, 40s, and 60s probably, and also try to play some WTAs if I can get in here and there. And yeah, have tried to have a good balance in getting enough matches and also being challenged by uh, higher ranked players. 
All right. How long are you gonna do the preseason uh, now, Melina? Because it's of course it's gone got a pushed a little bit because of the United Cup and because of the team matches. Because normally, of course, you do it in December or January uh, mostly. Uh, so how long are you gonna take now home practicing in in Oslo with your team? Um, it's gonna be around four weeks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and then you then you go out again in the middle of February and I guess you go for hard court. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna stay on the hard. Uh, yeah. A bit. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Runa. Did you have something? No, no. I just wanna say yeah. Good luck, and uh, we hope that, that you uh, make it to the to the quality as it looked like. Now I can see it's around 100 points uh, for you to aim and, and there's not so much to defend. So I, I hope that uh, you make it and maybe already for, for French. And if not French, then, then Wimbledon. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Marlene, what, what is your, uh, when is your uh, goal to play a slam? Is it French or Wimbledon or have you set some, some time where you hope you're there? Mm, I mean, of course, as soon as possible. <laughs> so French would be the first... Uh, uh, first yeah option but um it's yeah I, I have a goal throughout this year to to be ranked top top 250 so yeah I, th- I mean if I make it early in the year it's even better because then I can play the slams this year but uh, um my goal is definitely to be able to play all of them next year so yeah I see. Melina, did you uh, did you see the cut for Australia quality? Because it was quite high this time. So maybe also uh, French and, and Wimbledon will close higher. A lot of people cl- uh, yeah. using particular ranking. So I think maybe you need to be 230 or 225 to be 100% sure that you get in uh, for the slams quality now, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it was really high, the cut this year. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough to get there, but it's possible. It's of possible. course. Just to push more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Marlene, thank you so much for for joining us uh, and taking your time. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, like Runa said, good luck uh, this year. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap of this week's episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Pod. Uh, Marlene Helge, thanks so much for joining in. And uh, thanks, uh, uh, Frederik uh, Lovien, for setting it up as well. Uh, we love when we when people have help out to make this podcast happen. Uh, we will follow Australian Open closely and all the... Um, yeah, all the other action on the tour now when the calendar is starting to fill up again. Uh, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.